0: David Lang is of a family of three from Tai who have remained car-free since their last car was stolen three years ago. David, welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio. Thank you, Laurie. David, your family's been car-free for three years now. How would you describe your experience as a family?
1: On the whole, it's pretty positive. You know, it's not all all roses, but yeah. <laughs> on the whole, it works out very well for us.
0: Just a bit of a description with your family routine.
1: Yeah, I have one son, and uh, my wife is a teacher at Miramar North School, and right. she cycle commutes to her school. She leaves around 8 in the morning and gets back uh, well after 6, usually between 6 and 7 o'clock in the evening. My son cycles to school. He leaves at 8.15 and he comes back on his bike around between 3.45 and 4 o'clock. Great. And I work from home and I cycle to my various errands and jobs and clients around the town, uh, unless I need to go a bit further afield, in which case I might borrow a car or use public transport.
0: Right. There seems to be a bit of a rhythm and everyone knows what they're doing, but are there any days where it kind of feels a bit awkward and and it's hard to, to get everybody out and about on their bikes?
1: Uh, certainly with Wellington's weather um, things can be a bit more variable than it might otherwise appear and uh, my wife can take the bus if she needs to right. she takes the number 14 goes right for her. the final stop is about uh, 200 metres walk from her school Cool, that's and not bad she couldn't yeah. park
0: that close anyway <laughs>
1: and the number, uh, my son can also take the bus outside Rongotai school uh, and I can yeah, take the bus and yeah usually we uh, can manage without using a private vehicle but lots of our neighbours have either more than one car or they have a car that sits outside their house all day which they don't use and so usually when we need a car for one reason or other we can lay our hands on one.
0: Wow. So how many times have you felt like you had to borrow a car over the last three years? Well, there's definitely occasions when we right. need to.
1: Uh, we started that when we first lost our car, we used to go to the supermarket on the bus. we take big r- rucksacks and packs Great. And, and go to the supermarket <laughs> and uh, do our weekly shop, as, like, yep. just like everybody else does. But rather than getting in a car at the end of it, we fill up these big packs with uh, food and, uh, and groceries and uh, get on the bus and get back to home again. That's and we could fantastic. do the round trip in about an hour if we timed it properly.
0: That's pretty good. <laughs> I think that's better than my normal trip with a car. It's, yeah. uh, on,
1: one, on one occasion, though, where we were walking home with our big heavy packs right. and supermarket bags, <laughs> the neighbour said, oh, if you'd like to borrow a car, if you do your shopping, we usually do it on Sunday morning. He said, if, you can, if you'd like to use a car, you can always come and borrow our car. So since then, we've mostly used their car, for when, except when they've you know, right. not had it available
0: for for supermarket for shops. supermarket shopping yeah, yeah but we, we know we can
1: do it on the bus because we've done it on the bus and occasionally we've used a taxi when the weather's right. been too bad yeah. or but yeah. usually it's 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 quite manageable
0: yeah so as a family why was there a decision what time were you decided to to not get another car was that a decision process that you went through or was it, it was, la- a lazy it was thing <laughs> probably more it
1: was more informal at the time when the car was stolen it wasn't financially viable for us to go and rush out right. and buy a new yep. car and we could manage without one for two or three weeks uh, so we thought and as time went by it turned out that we didn't need a car as much as we thought we did interesting I guess you know when you reflect on how when your car usage especially in Wellington where Mm. our car used to sit on the tarmac outside our house for every day really so it's a big expensive asset just sat up not doing anything it costs a heap of money to run and when when we reflected on it we thought well if we need a car and we can we seem to be able to get our hand lay our hands on a car whenever we need to we pay for our petrol. We pay running costs. We quite often pay right. no more than more than what we. So we might borrow a car for an hour and then fill, return the car with a full tank of gas. Uh, we feel we're making, you know, we're helping our neighbours and friends with their yep. petrol bills. Right. Yeah. And we 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 get away reasonably lightly on the other side of things.
0: Nice way to look at it. So there could be a neighbourhood car sharing scheme possibly.
1: Well, I think neighbourhood car sharing could work, you know, potentially very well mm. because. Uh, well, I guess when you see the CityLink car or the, what, the, what, the Zip C- car, City
0: Hop, City
1: it? Hop, yeah. yeah, they only have two locations, which are quite inconvenient. Yeah, and it will be. I think there is definitely a market uh, open mm. for that kind of meshed car sharing. The idea of meshing things like big expensive assets like cars, which don't get used very often, uh, someone like me who mainly uses the car during the day, has right. quite a different yep. use case to someone who's got uh, lots of things outings that they do in the evening.
0: That's right. So I guess, I guess one, <laughs> one of
1: the pro- one of the problem areas for us has been uh, children, my child, going to his sports things.
0: Yes, that so would be a tricky day. That's
1: usually everyone says that. I guess it, it probably would be harder if you had multiple children. Mm. We only have one, so that makes things a little bit easier. But we've once again we've always managed to borrow either share, car share with somebody and right. pay the petrol cost, or. Someone else in the team is going in the same direction and we might borrow for a very early game, for example, we might say, well, we'll use your car and take your son to the same destination we're going. Right. So, that, you know, we're still getting some mutual benefit out of the arrangements. Yes, yes,
0: and and still contributing as yeah. well. Yeah,
1: so it's sort of part of the community and, yeah,
0: mm. it's
1: also a much more sustainable lifestyle at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> so speaking about that, what are some of your personal favourite benefits out of not having a car at the moment well
1: i love being outside um it's a way to keep fit it's uh definitely keeps the carbon your carbon footprint very low um yeah so when you're going on a bicycle you see people and you can say hi to them and you ring your bell and everyone smiles and waves you know so it's, I think it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for the community to have people on bicycles that are not using up. Sing. Someone like me is a single occupancy car you owner. Might, yes. If I'd be going off to my normal trips, I'd be just one more car taking up space That's on the right. road. And that just makes everyone unhappy, really.
0: So you're doing the right <laughs> thing in a way just by, you well, know. I
1: think I am. I feel yeah. I am. I feel that my, the benefits to us as a family and to me personally certainly outweigh the cost of having to invest in a car.
0: That's right. So could you I- guesstimate roughly how much you're saving, do you think, per annum? Like-
1: I don't know. It's very hard to estimate mm. that, I, especially since the car, the petrol prices did change that's quite a lot.
0: In three the, years even.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I guess a typical. we were probably spending around $100 a week mm. on fuel. I know that's not atypical for a Wellington family. So yeah, that's a lot of money every year. That's a healthy
0: <laughs> amount to have in the bank. <laughs> so, does Wellington City work for you as as a um, as a car-free family?
1: Uh, yeah, because the public transport network is very good, c- comprehensive. You can Get a bus to lots of different places. There's a very you know, there's the trains also to take you up to, to either into the Hut city yes. or into up to Capetie Coast. I have clients that it's quite convenient to. Basically, take my bicycle to the station, pop it on a train, take the train to wherever I'm going, and then take the bicycle off at the other end. And do the, do the sec, nec, next section of the right. transport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think that any of your friends and peers are influenced by your family's car freeness, and, and that they might consider being car free as well one day?
1: Uh, I think some, some do, yeah. I think so. there's quite a few sceptics around and I, yeah, it's right, yeah. understandable. I can see why people would say that, well, that will never work for me. But I think the reality is it's something that when you're forced to try it, like we were forced to try it, we didn't really have any intention to be a car-free family before our car was stolen. But since it has been stolen, it, we found it actually very manageable.
0: If you had the choice, would your choice be to stay car-free? If somebody offered you a car tomorrow or or as a family, if you decided to change that?
1: I was actually offered a car. (laughs) Someone said they had a car they didn't want anymore and would I like it? And I said, oh, actually, I think we're quite happy as we are. Uh, We would look into, we have considered use of electric bikes, particularly for my wife because she carries lots of books to and from from school, so... And that would be quite helpful for her not to have to have such a, you know carry so much load. But on the whole, I think we're we've been we have talked about cars from time to time, but it's not really high on our list of priorities at this stage.
0: Clearly not <laughs> after three years. What would be your number one tip as a car-free family?
1: Number one tip: uh, put a bell on your bicycle because letting people know you're around is a, always a good thing. Um, yeah, politeness and and being helpful. You know, saying hello to people is really a, it always makes think people smile. Um, I think that's it. Oh, have some good waterproof panniers because when right. it rains, it can be a can be a bit of a nightmare. A soggy mess. Yeah. You well, know, every probably I probably get totally soaked once or twice a year, but that's quite manageable, I think.
0: This afternoon we have with us Michelle Duckett who is a member of a car-free family of three from Moera in Lower Hutt. Welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio Michelle. Thank you Laurie. How long has your family been car-free? Since our Toyota Corolla died... I think it was two thousand and three. How did you cope when your car decided to stop living? Did you just automatically adopt a different mode of getting around? I think it was it was partly
2: returning to a way of life we'd had when when we were living in Mount Victoria, um, but we had a. Uh, we dropped the car off at the mechanics and they gave us the news about how much it was going to cost. And we, we kind of thought, had the family conversation, well, what do we do? Do we right. do we say goodbye and, and trial it? And we thought, oh, well, we're on good um, public transport routes. We've got a great bus service and a train service and Paul's in cycling, commuting distance from his work and I'm in walking distance to my work. Great. So we thought we, we can make a go of this.
0: Mm. Were there ever challenging times where you felt like you needed other modes of transport as a mother?
2: We were incredibly fortunate in that in our network of friends and family locally, uh, especially in, in um, my baby's early years, uh, we could borrow a car, and, and they were, you know, people were really kind to us and. and um, that was often like an opportunity to get together with with family in Wellington, right. uh, But it was interesting. I, I, once we'd made that decision to go car free, I, I remember having those those thoughts in my head with you know, a- Adam, my baby, and all the gear that's associated with yes. carrying a baby around. <laughs> well, th- th- this is just part of this road, and so I've just got to work work around it or, or work through it. So I do remember waiting having missed the bus home oh, uh, oh. sitting breastfeeding at the bus stop and things like that and but yeah I suppose I was fortunate you know when I I, I had a lot of maternity leave so you just I had time
0: <laughs> yeah what about in Lower Hutt I guess Wellington's got its challenges with geography I think the hills not even talking about the weather but in the hut you, you still have a good it's almost like good distances to cover really don't you yeah, well, we've been really lucky
2: and happy we've 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 lived in Moira, which is a, it's, a, it's a, a little suburb which borders the Hutt River. Mm. So we have really easy access to the Hutt Cycle Trail alongside the river. So we've got off-road cycleway. And does is that fantastic. go into the city? Does yeah, it? yeah, and and we're in very easy distance from that. It's like a ten-minute bike ride. Uh, so fantastic. it makes it makes it really. Lovely. And
0: so a first choice anyway, probably. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. We were um, we'd lived over in the Wairarapa for about three years, and I got a job over in Lower Hutt, and so we were renting in Petone, right? And and that was a, a kind of a big compromise in the sense because previously we'd lived in Wellington City, and but we thought there was lots of good commuting options, and Paul could cycle from Petone, and then when we were fortunate, we could buy a house. Um, and I was working in Moira. It was a lovely choice.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, does your partner, Paul, does he cycle into the city or is he working in Lower Heart?
2: He cycles into the city. Um, he's got. Daily a, into um, Wellington. <laughs> well, he's got an electric assist bike in moment. Right. <laughs> which, which gives him a bit more oomph. So, it cuts down on that commute time. He was finding it was about, I suppose, a 45 minute to an hour cycle. Um, and now, with the electric assist, it's cut it down to about a half an hour.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's very impressive. So he is one of those guys going in on the motorway yeah, every day. Yeah,
2: and not a few of our neighbours are.
0: Yeah. So you've got a community around you of, of car-free families as well? Well, I think that's a nice thing
2: about Moira, and I don't know about other suburbs, is, and I suppose maybe this is a benefit of, of not owning a car, that we walk around that neighbourhood a lot, but it was, I think it's also a benefit that I used to work at the local school. Mm-hmm. So we, we know the kids around the neighbourhood and, and some of their families. So... Um, we've got to meet lots of people in our street and um, five or s- five I can think of commute to Wellington by bike for work and great. we've um, made really great friendships which means um, we can support each other with childcare and those sorts of things. Yeah.
0: Mm, mm, sounds good out there. <laughs> yeah it is, it's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great. What about money saving is there any aspect there that you feel not having a car for so long it might be hard to I think I think it
2: has enabled us uh to be a little less concerned about how much we have to earn which has given me a little bit more freedom since we've had Adam Mm. our baby um not have to go back to full time work. Um, you know, it's a really privileged situation. Uh, but we, I think Paul was quoting to me that annual car costs. I think this must be including depreciation. Is like twelve thousand right. dollars a year, and so uh, you know that saves me some hours <laughs> of work. Yeah, <That> sure does. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing the maths in my own head. I'm going to yeah. have to
0: keep my focus.
2: Yeah, we still <laughs> have we still have travel costs, and that that yep. I've got. Um, you know, it's it's four dollars forty, I think, to catch the bus or train into town using um, my right. Snapper card or my Ten Trip, and because um, I'm not fit enough or fast enough to <laughs> ride my bike into town, um, or if I've got Adam with me, you know, I need he's he's not up to doing that. Um, and what we we had we hire a car sometimes if we've got something special right. that we yep. need to do. Great. Yeah, so there are. And we've got long-distance costs, so if we want to... All our, all my family live up north, so if we want to see them, we've got to either, you know, catch buses or trains,
0: yeah. Right.
2: Or hire a car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we've got lovely family members who have lent us cars on occasion, yeah.
0: So your son, Adam, is now seven, and, you know, you've just brought up about getting around. How does it feel now that he's getting older? Do you feel like there'll be new challenges ahead? Uh, he's...
2: Has he's developed a greater independence of spirit in
0: opinion? He's really, not, um,
2: the idea of catching the bus with me isn't always as appealing as it used to be. Part of the the other positive side, which I talked to, we've got a lovely uh, near neighbour who also doesn't have a car, and she said. There's been lots of positive things about a, being a parent with children, about playing games at bus stops and uh, making the most of those sorts of times to be with your child. And, and I was uh, in anticipation with this, I talked to Adam you know, about what he could see as a positive about not having a car. He said, you can play cards on the bus because he's got a new passion of playing last card, <laughs> which is great. But sometimes when I say, hey, I've got a meeting in town, we're going to have to go in... Um, and which basically means he goes in and I drop him off with his father and then they catch another bus out. Right, right. He's not always as enamoured by that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And so we're in, a, in an in-between stage, I think, as, as his strength as a cyclist grows, then um, we'll, we'll have a bit more um space to get further that's right
0: and so is he on his own bike now does he have a bicycle too
2: we've been so lucky because we've got um because we've got this network of cyclists because of our our lovely friendships like um when i had adam a friend lent me his bike trailer that that his daughter had given and another lovely friend that outgrown their tag along which so when adam was around from four that was fantastic because you know we could go a bit more distance but he was feeling involved um yeah, so now he's on his own bike, but we've still got that option of using the tag along as well. Yeah, so we've been very blessed.
0: Are there any of your favourite benefits for you personally as a family that that make you feel good or, or you know, happy with your decision to be car free? Uh, I think what firmed
2: up our decision was as we came to understand the role of carbon dioxide and, and climate change. And it feels like we were quite slow to come to that awareness. So it means I know I'm not doing a lot of little trips that I, if I had the Toyota Corolla, I would have been doing. And I remember once when I had it, <laughs> and I was about to going to the car to pop down to the fish and chip shop, and Paul just looked at me. <laughs> and it was a completely walkable distance. Um yeah. and likewise i um, going to the supermarket you know we've got a bike trailer so it's a completely doable thing and it means I know I'm getting a bit of exercise uh, but also uh, lots of my happy memories are um, we, we have done a lot of cycle touring as a family right and there's that holistic experience of being in the outdoors, so like the smells and and the noticing, because you're going at a slightly slower pace. And so when Adam and I would cycle to play centre, we'd have that chance to see the royal spoonbills in that river, yeah, <laughs> which can, or the pukiko, you know, along the along long river river, um, which were, for in a car, we would ne- never have noticed. Yeah.
0: Was there anything else you would like to throw in there, or?
2: Our set of circumstances has has made it a really a much easier decision to make than it might be for other pa- families, because we were cycling uh, before we had a car, right um, we, you know we bought the car because I had to for my work. And so I know for a lot of families this is it's really hard to go without a car, yeah mm. um, but I, I mean, I'm seeing you know that that possibility of the future of maybe maybe shared vehicle use, like uh, if that can work, you know I know some of our um, my neighbours, for instance, you know their jobs are cleaners, and and they've got to get right to lots of different places.
0: <laughs> so they need they yeah. actually need yeah
2: yeah um, yeah and or I think one of the costs of going carless is is, is keeping contact with friends or family who are a long distance. Uh, so um, which is a big a big mm, call out. So mm. if you, if you've got an elderly relative that you need to look after, yeah. So I feel that decision's been easier for us. Yeah.